we celebrate that Jesus does whatever it takes to win us back into a relationship with him. He left heaven to come to the earth to become a human being while still remaining God and sacrificed his life on a cross and came back to life so that you and I can be in a right relationship with God. The wrong things that we do can be forgiven and we can uh, replace guilt and shame with joy and love and peace. And Jesus makes all that possible. And after that, he said that we are to love each other as he has loved us, to be sacrificial, to be life-giving to others. Uh, The Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, who was a pastor in the first century, started many churches, and he said that he has become all things to all people so that by all means some might be saved by God. And so our question during this series, whatever it takes, is are we willing to do whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus in our community? in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our places of work, through our church, through our ministry here in Apex South Park. Uh, with the goal that in two weeks we'll have a commitment Sunday and to all of us who call South Park Church home, whether we're here in person or, the, or, or a part of our online congregation, we'll make a commitment to serve God in 2024 uh, with our time, with our talent, and with our treasure. And so are we willing to do whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus? So that's our series. We continue uh, with that today. Before I had children, um, I had a Harley-Davidson motorcycle that I used to ride. I used to love that thing. Uh, But when uh, Luke was born, I decided I probably need to be a little safer, and so regretfully sold my motorcycle. Uh, But I had many good times riding riding the motorcycle, and one neat thing about owning a motorcycle like that was that whenever you passed another person who's riding a Harley-Davidson motorcycle, Right? You give them this little wave, like, you know, just kind of, hey, you know, like this cool thing. Like, it's just something you did. Like, you acknowledge that they are riding a motorcycle like you and, and vice versa. So it's kind of like this extended family. Uh, you might know now that I drive a Jeep Wrangler, which is a little safer than a motorcycle. But there's also a similar thing that whenever I'm in my Jeep Wrangler and I see another Jeep, I'll be driving, you know, and I'll throw up my hand and to the other Jeep drivers, and they'll throw up their hands. So it's like this really cool, hey, cool, man, you got a Jeep, right? Or so, right? so it's like this community that has something in common, right? You got a motorcycle, you've got a Jeep. Uh, and this doesn't happen for other vehicles that I've noticed, right? Whether you drive a Chevrolet or an Audi or a Mercedes or a Volkswagen, right? It just, you know, Jeeps and motorcycles seem to be the thing. It's, it's very interesting when you think about it. We might not have anything in common other than we bought the same type of vehicle. Uh, but we, there's this bond that's there. But then there, there are bonds that are, that are stronger than that. I think, you know, when you notice police officers uh, and firefighters, how close they are. And now, obviously, when you work day-to-day with people, they can get on your nerves, things like that. But when, when your back's to the wall, you can count on your brothers and sisters. And when a police officer... Uh, passes away, especially in the line of duty, or a firefighter passes away in the line of duty, like, you know it, because, like, when they're going to do their funerals, and they're, they're driving the hearse and that kind of stuff, like, every police officer from everywhere around, or firefighter from ever, wherever around, like, they're there, and they make it a priority. This is the, a brotherhood, a sisterhood. This is, this is a deep bond. I'm sure you've had to stop for these processions before and just see how much these folks care for each other. Well, today in the Christian church, that's our day. It's our day to remind ourselves that we're in a bond, a bond of brotherhood, a bond of sisterhood that goes way beyond us. It's something bigger than ourselves. It's All Saints Sunday, and we celebrate that death does not separate us 
from our loved ones who follow Christ. Uh, that all who follow Jesus are part of this big family of God. Whether they lived a long time ago, whether we're alive now, and even those who are yet to come are part of the family of God. And so it's a very special day. When we recite the Apostles' Creed, which is the oldest statement of Christian faith, uh, we talk about the communion of saints, that we are together. We are the family of God together. We're not separated by time. We're not separated by death. We are together. We talk about the Holy Catholic Church, right? Some people say, well, why are we talking about the Roman Catholic Church and the Methodist Church, right? That's not what we're saying. The Holy Catholic Church is all Christians everywhere, it's the Methodists, the Baptists, the Roman Catholics, right? the Independents, the, the Presbyterians, the Lutherans. Right? Wherever we are in the whole world, we are the body of Christ. And so we celebrate that and we remember those in our lives who have left this earth and are with God in the glorious kingdom of heaven. And we celebrate them. Let me show you a couple of passages of, of Scripture that kind of give us some idea of, of what's happening today. This is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 21 through 22. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. Right? So in the, in the New Testament, in the early church, people who follow Jesus are known as saints. Okay? Before we know Jesus, we were known as sinners. Right? Sin means to miss the mark, to mess up, to have bad stuff in our lives. When we give our lives to Christ, right, God comes inside of us, does something to us, right, and redeems us, buys us back. Right? We are forgiven, and we move from being a sinner to a saint. So if you're a follower of Jesus today in the 21st century, you're a saint. Right? That doesn't mean that we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. But we are in power of Jesus, and we have the ability to resist wrongdoing, right? We can be forgiven the wrong things that we do. So anyone who follows Jesus is a saint in the eyes of God. And so that includes the early church, right? Even people who were in uh, the Roman emperor's household who were followers of Jesus were considered saints, right? The Roman emperor wasn't always kind to the early Christians. So we celebrate the saints who went before us. All right, another passage of Scripture. This is from the book of Hebrews, which is a really like long sermon, really what it is. Uh, this is chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, right? think of all the people who are in heaven, and they're, and they're looking at us today. It's like a great cloud of witnesses. Right? All those who've gone before us, we are not alone. Right? We have God, we have those who went before us and the saints, right? We're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's hard sometimes to live in the world. It's hard sometimes to be a follower of Jesus. There are a lot of good things about it. There's a lot of joy. That's why we're here. But even in the midst of challenging times in the world that we live in, we can take heart and we can endure because those that we love who've gone to be with God in heaven have shown us the way. 
They've been examples. They've lived their lives with ups and downs, and God got them through all of that. And now they're with God in the glorious kingdom of heaven, and they're our example. And death does not separate us. We're part of a huge fraternity, sorority of all of the family of God. And today that brings us joy. It brings us hope that we will see our loved ones again. And so, of course, we just lit some candles. Uh, we rang the bell in honor of the saints that passed away in our congregation over the past year. Again, you'll have a chance to come light candles at the end of the service if you feel led to do that. But I want to spend just a few minutes thinking about uh, the four folks in our congregation who've passed away. Uh, we'll talk about Wallace later this week at, at his service as well. Uh, and just to invite you to think about the memories that, that you also have of these loved ones. Uh, we have uh, representatives from their families today. We love all of you all. Thank you for being here. I know it is a hard day sometimes as well. Uh, but we want to celebrate uh, their lives, especially their lives as part of this congregation. So let's begin with David Blanton. Uh, David was a wonderful man. Uh, I don't know if you know it, but he uh, flew fighter jets uh, as part of his life. If you ever saw the movie Top Gun, he would have been the guy who played like Goose, right? So uh, David, just this amazing life. But in our congregation, he was a lifelong Methodist his whole life, he and his wife, Julie. Uh, David was sang in the choir, this beautiful choir. He was a part of this very choir. Uh, so many Sundays uh, coming in here and, and singing for everyone, doing that. He's part of our men's ministry, our men's uh, prayer breakfast, uh, the Bridge Club. He served on our church council. He served on the finance committee. Uh, and he told a lot of corny jokes. <laughs> so we got to tell some of those at his service, uh, which was a lot of fun. So we remember David Blanton today, and we celebrate his life. Uh, we also remember uh, Kim Ellis, uh, who is a, a dear man, uh, husband, a father, grandfather. Uh, Kim was in financial services. Uh, he was a, uh, an athlete, uh, big Tar Heel. Uh, we had a lot of debates about that. Uh, but Kim loved this church, and he loved serving God here. He was a Stephen minister, uh, which means that he took hours and hours and hours of training uh, to be prepared to walk beside people in our congregation, our community, who are just going through some hard times, and he would be there to support them, uh, and he loved that. Uh, one thing I love about Kim also is he kind of created his own ministry here at South Park Church uh, that fit with one of, his, one of his interests, and that was tennis. And so he gave free tennis clinics to people in the church and established these beautiful relationships. And I just really love that about Kim. Uh, and so we want to remember in, him today and lift that up. Uh, the next is Christy Frazier. Uh, Christy grew up in our church. Uh, her parents, Alan Penny, uh, who are with us here today. Uh, and she uh, was very active in our youth group ministry. Uh, she went on lots of mission trips. Uh, and Christy loved the Lord. Um, uh, she moved away about 20-some years ago to Wilmington, to where she felt led to work as a paralegal. Uh, and she was very involved in church life. Uh, she started an adult Bible study uh, that touched a lot of lives. Uh, and uh, she also uh, went to work for a church uh, late in her life. She, she was young when she passed away, but uh, near the end of her life, uh, she worked in a church. And uh, she told her parents that she just loved being there because she was an evangelist. She loved sharing the gospel of Jesus with people, and she loved being around other people who loved the Lord. Uh, and so Christy made a, a big mark on the world for Christ. Uh, and then we have Mary's Corley, uh, who is a, a beloved member of our congregation. Uh, she was a teacher her whole life. Uh, she was a dancer. Uh, 
she was an artist, and she touched many lives of uh, young students all the way up to adult students, uh, and a very active member of our congregation. Uh, her uh, husband, George, her uh, daughter, Molly, part of our congregation, active part of our congregation. Uh, and May Reese was a teacher here, and she would teach short-term classes, and uh, they would just fill up. People would love to hear May Reese and her wisdom and all sorts of different topics about the Bible and faith and living she was very active in our worship ministry planning, cre- creative, creative kind of things for worship. Uh, when we had Advent and Lenten services, uh, we'd set up these special things where you could touch and feel things. And it was just a, it was a great opportunity to experience God in a different way. She helped plan amazing things in, in services. And that led to me like dressing up like a skeleton to preach about the prophecy of the dry bones uh, in the book of Ezekiel. We had giant Jenga one time where she had George make these big Jenga blocks, and she was just a lot of fun. Molly gave me a, a little uh, skeleton the other day to remind me of her mom uh, in that skeleton suit that I was in. Uh, she helped with our children's nativity. She taught my kids how to be acolytes. She was in small groups. Uh, all these folks were in small group ministries. Um, and just all of them touched people for Jesus. They loved God, they loved the church, and they loved using their gifts and abilities to help other people grow closer to Christ. And so today we remember them and we honor them. And I think that they honored the scripture uh, and how they lived their lives. They leave us a great example of what it means to do what you're good at for God. Let's see uh, a couple of passages of scripture that, that show us what inspired them. This is from 1 Peter Chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. The end of all things is near. Now, that's an interesting statement, isn't it? A lot of people ask me, Pastor Kyle, is the end time near, right? Everything's going on in the Middle East and all the Ukraine and divide in America. And is, is the end near? I hope not. I don't think so because this was written 2,000 years ago and, and we're still here, right? I think in the, word, the words of the Bible sometimes, uh, time is a relative term. Near for God is a long time for us, usually, right? So uh, the Christians in this letter are being persecuted, and they're having a really hard time, and they think the world's falling down around them. But look what they focus on when they think the world's falling apart. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. We should pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Difficult times, pray and love people. Let's keep going. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling, right? I love that, grumbling, right? Be nice to people and be happy about it, right? So each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, right? This is where we're getting to our saints, right? Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Right? So David and Christy and Maurice and Kim, what they did, they did for God. Whether that was singing for God or playing tennis for God, right? they used their gifts to reach people for Jesus. And it's a beautiful thing. Let's keep going. This is what Paul writes in the book of Romans, chapter 12, uh, verse 3 and following. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, 
but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, like arms, legs, feet, hands, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. So Paul says that those of us who follow Jesus together make up the body of Christ in the world. That's a great privilege, isn't it? It's a great responsibility. When the world's looking to see Christ, they should be able to look at the church and see Christ in us. And that all of us have been given gifts and abilities to build up the church, to build up the body of Christ. Right? Some of us are the arms, some of us are the legs, some of us are the mouths, some of us are the eyes, some of us are the veins and the arteries and the bones, some of us are the lungs, some of us are the heart. Right? All of us have gifts and abilities, and when we come together, we can do things together that we can't do by ourselves. Now, here's, here's the challenge. Right? If we don't come and serve God through the ministries of the church, then something's missing. Right? If we have a body but no eyes, we can't see where we're going. If we have a body but no arteries and, and, and veins, then we don't have processes behind the scenes that, that make things work. And so if we withhold our gifts and abilities from the church or from God, then the body of Christ suffers. Right? So each of you has special gifts and abilities and talents that God has given you to make the world a better place. And we're called to do that through the ministries of the church. And we're also called to do it outside the church, where we work and where we live. Right? Wherever we are to use our gifts and our abilities and our talents to build up the body of Christ and help people know who Jesus is. So let me just ask you to maybe be thinking about in your mind, what are you good at? What are you good at? What has God given you the ability to do? Is it singing? Is it playing music? Is it, are you a business person that can help with uh, things in the church to, to help us behind the scenes, make, make sure everything's going okay, right? Is it being kind? Is it being hospitable to welcoming people? What are you good at? What talents and abilities do you have? And how could you use those to serve God in our congregation, at your workplace, in school, right, wherever we are, what have we been given the ability to do and how can we use that to serve God and to serve people? Another thing that you might think about is what makes you mad? Right? When you see something in the world and you say, that is wrong, that is broken, that is unjust, maybe God's saying, you're mad because I want you to do something about that. You, can, you, you have compassion for that you have care for that right there's something inside of you that that's upset by that and maybe you're part of the solution what's your holy discontent these are clues about where we might be able to serve god what are we good at what abilities do we have right what makes us angry how can we make this world this church a better place well, I've got a testimony today on video I want to play for you. This is by someone named Daniel who serves in our church. Uh, and he's going to talk to you about serving on our audio-visual lighting team, the folks that have uh, our, our sound so you can hear it, the videos that you see on the screen, the lights here, right? 
Usually you don't see them because they're doing their job so well, right? You don't even know they exist, right? And so this is Daniel, and this is why he serves God here in our ministry. I've always been someone who loves to volunteer, either be through church or work. I just love to give back to my community in whatever way that's possible. It's also a great way to meet people, and especially great people here at the church, and to just live out my faith to a positive impact in the community. And we have people who are young, older, I know a lot of people are scared of AV because it's like technology or I'm in charge of the service in some capacity, but really anyone can be taught it. And there's lots of different roles, either it be just hitting a key to move to the next slide or in charge of audio or video or what's on the screen. So really, I feel like anyone can really learn at any level. Let's give Daniel a hand. Isn't that cool? I hear from Daniel that uh, he feels blessed to be able to serve and to help other people. And it also is a blessing to him in return that he gets something from that as well. And that he didn't know what he's doing when we started out. But we have people who help train us and we can learn things about that in the life of the church. Uh, so again, let's go back to 1 Peter 4.10. And I think Daniel is living this out. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Right? So what's the point today? What's the big idea? What's the takeaway? This is what I think it is, right? That we are called to do whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus with our time and with our talent. What are you good at? And are you willing to use that time and talent to serve God through the ministries of the church and to serve God out in the world? Uh, to do whatever it takes with our time and with our talent. So I'd like to invite you to consider doing one thing, right? One action step. And that's to become active in at least one South Park church ministry. One South Park Church ministry, what is that? Is that greeting people? Is it working with our children, working with our students, working in our administration and our leadership? Is it singing? Is it uh, playing a guitar? Like, what does that look like to be active in one ministry at South Park Church? And so um, we have some things for you today. You can pick these up on the way out. This is our stewardship packet, and you probably received this if you're on our newsletter mailing list. You can uh, click on this and download that. Uh, but what it is, it's a listing of everything that we do in the church. So you're like, well, what do I, how can I get involved? What's going on in the church? This is it, right? So you can pick these up on the way out from both sanctuaries. Uh, so we'll invite you to take that home with you. Think about it. Pray, pray about it. Uh, you can get electronic copy again through the e-newsletter. Um, and the first page is actually a commitment card. So in two weeks, we invite you to pray about filling this out. The front page is what you feel led to support the church financially next year. And the back side uh, is just a listing of all these ministries. Uh, and you can let us know what you might be interested in. So this is a good tool for us to help focus on. How do we serve God with our treasure, with our time, and with our talent? Um, and now I just want to show you one more uh, testimony video. Uh, and this is from Lori. She and her husband, Chris, lead our hospitality ministry. They're the nice people that greet you. Uh, this team, uh, when you come into the congregation, and hear why Lori likes to serve God here. I truly believe in my heart that we all have gifts and talents that are God-given and that we're all called to do something. And we'll usually hear that message in some way. We're asked, we get little hints and tips, and it's being open to the opportunity so for each of us, just knowing what our talents are, knowing what we're good at, and then being open to the call when we hear it. We have been told by visitors that we are the most welcoming church that they have visited. 
And I think that speaks volumes to the kind of church that we are, how we're open to anyone and everybody. And it's such a blessing, and anybody can do it. You can be new to the church. You can be a long-term member of the church. And basically, it's just having the ability to say hello and, and welcome someone. Let's thank Lori and all of the hospitality team. So may we be like our saints uh, who served in ways that they loved and made a difference. Uh, What are you good at? What makes you angry? What can you do to help people come to know Jesus? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.